0: name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Well, here we are this morning, the Sunday after Christmas. And so often this time of year, I know what you all are probably thinking about. You're thinking about the coming new year. We move so quickly from Christmas to New Year. We sometimes forget to stop and ponder this marvelous mystery of the Incarnation, Jesus come into the flesh. But since we have Sunday on New Year's Eve, I figured we could talk a little bit about this New Year. And for so many of you, this time of year brings about the making of lists. You probably have a list, maybe, at least in your mind or on paper, Of resolutions goals but really a resolution is actually simply making a promise to yourself and maybe you've made promises to yourselves this morning and maybe you've made promises to yourselves to improve your life in a various various aspects of it maybe this is the year that you finally have promised to get your health in check It's it's, it's quite simple. You move more and you eat less. Uh, Maybe this is the year that you're going to start to actually abide and follow the budget to get your finances in order. Uh, Maybe this year you've actually promised yourself to learn a new skill, something that, that, that you want to actually improve on, or just simply out of enjoyment, something to get better at. Or maybe you're a parent. And you want to be a better parent, a, a noble goal, to be more patient. You don't want to yell as much. You want your fuse to be less less short and you want it to be longer so you don't blow up every time your child asks you why. Maybe you simply want to be more present with your family. Or maybe it's your, your spiritual life. Maybe you're setting out to read the Bible in a year. I just printed my sheet out this morning. Or maybe you want to pray more, every day even. Or or maybe you're setting out to, to attend worship more regularly instead of once a month, twice a month. Whatever it is, you've made a promise to yourself. Here's the thing about these promises, these resolutions, these goals we set that we make to ourselves uh, and sometimes to others. Here, here's a few statistics for you, and I'm sure you've maybe heard these before, but each and every year, anyone who sets out on a resolution or a promise to themselves fails except for 9% of people. So 91% of people who make promises to themselves at the beginning of the year Break them. A quarter of these people don't even last a week. Half of these people don't even last until the end of January, and the final quarter is sometime around the rest of the year. These are just New Year's resolutions, these are just promises we make to ourselves. And the hard reality is we make more promises than we can imagine. We make more promises that aren't about our health or about our finances or about skills or about worship. We make promises to people we love. And as we come to the close of another year, as we come to a close of, of another calendar, we, we reflect and we remember on those, promi- well, those promises we've made, and maybe we feel the sting of the promises we've broken. And I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions. I'm talking about all of the promises you made. Maybe, maybe you promised to work less and spend more time with your family, but you just couldn't break away. Maybe you promised your parents that you wouldn't lie to them, and yet, you haven't told them the truth. Uh, maybe you promised your spouse that, that you would stop drinking, yet, you still sneak it in. Uh, maybe you promised your wife that you would go to, to church with her more often, and yet, she continues to have to drag you along. Maybe you, you promised to stop gossiping, but you just, you just can't help but share that juicy secret. Maybe you promised to stop looking at pornography, and, and yet you can't quit. Maybe, maybe you have made all of these promises to so many people, and you have, you have broken them all. You've made promises to God, too, haven't you? Maybe, maybe in the form of a deal. Like, like, if I do this, Lord, will you give me that? And I can imagine you've maybe broken those as well. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this this morning we get to be front row witnesses to a promise that was not broken, but instead a promise that was kept. See, this morning we meet a man named named Simeon, and Simeon was was a righteous man, and and a man who served in the temple at the time, and, and Jesus was brought there to be dedicated, to have sacrifices offered in his honor as the law has required. And see, Simeon is sort of a mysterious figure. We don't know much more about him other than what we read in the Gospel of Luke, which we heard this morning. But one thing we know for certain about Simeon is that Simeon was given a promise. The promise that Simeon received was that Before he died, he would see this this coming Messiah, the one that has been prophesied about for hundreds and thousands of years. Before Simeon passed away, he would get to behold the glory of Israel before his very eyes. Yet here is Simeon in his old age, nearing the end of his life. And, And I can only wonder about this mysterious man. I wonder if he thought that he would ever see the Messiah. I wonder if he ever thought that that God had forgotten him. I wonder if he ever doubted that it would come true. I wonder if he forgot the promise of God. But I also wonder, I wonder if if he held on to this promise for dear life, if it was the, the one thing that got him through the thick and the thin, the one thing that he knew that he would not fail him, I wonder if this promise kept him alive, this simple, small promise, this, this promise that was the fulfillment of another promise. Uh, this promise that stretched all the way back through the history of the world. A promise that was small yet large in stature. And this promise would be passed on from Adam and Eve to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob. This, this promise would, would come through the line of David. And this promise would then come to Simeon where he would, he would see it to fruition. And there in that temple on that faithful day, this promise that was made would become a promise that was kept. As Simeon would hold the Christ Jesus before him in his arms and he would feel peace. Brothers and sisters, our text this morning has a very simple message for you at the end of this year. God always, and I mean always, keeps his promises. He always keeps them. He, he is able to do the things that we cannot. See, all throughout the scriptures, we see God making promises to his people. To Adam and Eve, to Noah in the ark, to Abraham and Sarah who long for a child, to Isaac, Jacob, and David, and finally here to Simeon. All of them broken people like you and like me, people who sin and doubt and fall short, people who break promises of their own, and every single time God's promises are kept. And the good news for you this morning is that in Jesus, he has made a promise to you. In Jesus, God has promised to save you. He has promised to to save you from, from every sin you've ever committed and the ones that you will in the future. He has promised to save you from that ultimate bitter punishment of death. He has promised to save you from the power of that crafty devil. He has promised to raise you from the dead. These are the promises he brings. These are not the promises of a new year, but these are the promises of Christmas for you. And they are yours. See, this is the amazing account of Simeon beholding the infant Jesus. Simeon got to see this promise unfurl and he got to hold it in his arms. The amazing thing is that time and time again, God keeps his promises. He keeps his promises to people like you and like me who are constantly breaking them. God keeps His promises even though we lie through our teeth time and again. God keeps His promises even though we make empty ones. God keeps His promises even though we forget about Him in our lives. God keeps His promises even while we are suffering from grief and despair. God keeps His promises even though we think that He's maybe forgotten. God keeps His promises even though we fail to. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I, I want to close this, this sermon with something about Simeon and about the words that sprung from his lips. See, when Simeon held the Christ child and saw him before his eyes, words of praise just, just flowed out of him. Like I can only imagine it would flow out of ours if we, if we held Christ in our arms. And these words that he spoke are, are words still spoken and sung today by Christians all over the world. On any given Sunday, Christians sing these words of praise. And, and we have them included in our liturgy too as well. And these words have been handed down through history. These words have become to known as the nunc dimittis. And nunc dimittis is just Latin for Basically, permission to depart. But throughout the history of the church, the church has sung or spoken in our liturgy these words after partaking in the Lord's Supper, when we behold Christ in body and blood and flesh in our hands, and we take and eat and drink. For centuries, the church has spoken the same words of Simeon, proclaiming this simple truth that God keeps his promises. See, the words of Simeon endure because God's promises endure. So, Brothers and sisters, as you go into this new year, as, as you make promises to people that statistically you will break, remember this truth today and always. God keeps his promises to you. And he continues to come to you. He comes to you this Christmas time. He comes to you in the new year. And even though you might fail. Even though there seems to be a good chance you might break your promises. And you let others down. And maybe in so doing you let yourself down. God won't. Because God always keeps his promises. As we close this morning. I want you to hear one more time that word, those words of Simeon upon holding the baby Jesus. Hear now the nunc dimittis where he says Lord you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel.